Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends, and happy Saturday. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here with you for our time of prayer and scripture reading. Uh, leave your comments and uh, pr your prayer requests there if you like, and we're going to delve into God's Word as usual, the Word of life, the promise of the restoration and victory of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, this Advent is indeed the promise of life. It is indeed the season of light conquering darkness. It is indeed the season for the hope that Jesus Christ, the light of the world, brings, the Savior of the earth, the one who reconciles sinners to you. We therefore repent. Repentance is the primary way that we prepare this Advent season for Christmas. And we resolve to fight sin more effectively than ever before. We resolve also to fight the effects of sin in our culture, in our public policy. We, we strive, Lord God, and we renew again our commitment to rid the earth of the scourge of abortion. And we ask you to be with us. We ask you to fill us with Advent hope and joy. We ask you to bless our preparations for Christmas and increase our service and love for one another and for you through Christ our Lord, amen. So we read these beautiful prophecies in the, in the Advent readings and we see them fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ. This one today is from the 30th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, O people of Zion who dwell in Jerusalem, no more will you weep. He will be gracious to you when you cry out. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. The Lord will give you the bread you need and the water for which you thirst. No longer will your teacher hide himself, but with your own eyes you shall see your teacher. While from behind a voice shall sound in your ears, This is the way, walk in it, when you would turn to the right or to the left. He will give rain for the seed that you sow in the ground, and the wheat that the soil produces will be rich and abundant. On that day your flock will be given pasture, and the lamb will graze in spacious meadows. The oxen and the asses that till the ground will eat silage tossed to them with shovel and pitchfork. Upon every high mountain and lofty hill there will be streams of running water. On the day, the great day of slaughter, when the towers fall, the light of the moon will be like that of the sun, and the light of the sun will be seven times greater like the light of seven days. On the day the Lord binds up the wounds of His people, He will heal the bruises left by His blows. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You will weep no more. That line from Isaiah is reflected in the book of Revelation at the end of the Bible when John sees the new and heavenly Jerusalem. And there will be no mourning or crying out or pain, he says. Tears will be no more. Weeping will cease. 
Because the grief we have over the evils in the world, the grief we have over the sins of the world, including our own, will not be necessary anymore because those sins and those evils will be completely gone. This is what Christ brings. This is what we can hope for in Him. God, if He gave us His only Son, St. Paul says, will He not give us everything besides? Advent is hope with a capital H because, brothers and sisters, we can dare to ask for anything. Nothing is beyond our imagination in terms of good coming to us. Nothing is beyond our hoping for because God has given us the infinite gift in Jesus Christ. It reminds me of the the song Grown Up Christmas List where in that song the the singer says, you know, as children, we, we believed that the, our joy came from the presence underneath the tree, but now we wish for no more lives torn apart, that wars would never start, that right would always win, that everyone would have a friend. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful list of wishes and hopes that really are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. So no more will you weep. And then these lines here, the Lord will give you the bread you need and the water for which you thirst. You know, some translations of this prophecy render these lines to say, although there will be only a little bit to eat and drink, the Lord, nevertheless, will then reveal your teacher to you. It's an interesting interesting verse. First of all, if you interpret it as the Lord will give you the bread you need and the water for which you thirst, that is an Advent prophecy, not only about physical food and drink. What does the human spirit need? Just as much as the body needs food, the mind needs truth and meaning. The one we are welcoming at Christmas, the one we are praying to in Advent saying, Come, Lord Jesus is the one who reveals not only the Father, but reveals us to ourselves, giving us meaning. We understand the purpose of life. We understand the way to live it. We understand the one who gives it. We understand what he does after we leave this world. We need meaning. We need truth. We need to understand who we are and who God is. That's the bread you need and the water for which you thirst. Now, if we interpret it the other way, as it's sometimes rendered, although there will be scant food and drink, the Lord will then reveal to you your teacher. In other words, in times of adversity and tribulation, you realize that it's not those who say, peace, peace, when there is no peace, like Jeremiah warns us to avoid the prophets of false peace, Not those who are promising prosperity simply because you're following the Lord. He will reveal your true teacher, who again is the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the promise of Advent. No longer will your teacher hide himself. Now think of the next part of this verse in the light of the Word becoming flesh. It says, With your own eyes you shall see your teacher. Reminds me of the other prophecy, they will see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. 
they will see directly before their eyes. The shepherds went to Bethlehem, and there they saw the child and his mother Mary and Joseph. We see our God made visible, fulfilling this prophecy of Isaiah. With your own eyes you shall see your teacher. And this reading also tells us that the meaning and the, uh, and the guidance and the understanding that just this Christ who comes brings to us is conscience. And conscience is our own mind reminding us just before we judge whether we're going to do an action or refrain from doing it, whether it's right or wrong. And the, our own mind can remind us of that, not because it's some kind of magical voice, but because it's what we've learned. Don't over-mystify what conscience is. It's your own mind drawing on what you've learned about the law of God and the, and the Word of God, applying that knowledge to a decision you're about to make. Just before you're about to decide whether you're going to do or not do something, conscience kicks in, should kick in. It's your own mind reminding you. So this reading says, from behind, from behind, so you're walking along, from behind, a voice shall sound in your ears. This is the way, walk in it, when you would turn to the left or to the right. But not a magical voice. But the significant thing here is it's coming from the outside of you, isn't it? It says it will sound in your ear. It doesn't say, as you walk in the way, you're going to tell yourself. Remember, I said it is your mind, but it's your mind that's been informed from the outside, not from what you want to do, not from some personal preference or pleasure or passion or decision that you've made about what's right or what's wrong, because we are not the source of that knowledge. We are not the source of morality or of the commandments. We have heard a voice coming to us from the outside. See, it says it comes into your ears. This relates to something we said some days ago when um, we were reading the passage about uh, 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 Paul saying that how will they believe if they do not hear and how will they hear unless someone preaches and how will someone preach unless they are sent. The word is coming to us from, from outside of us. Christmas is objective and real and historical. A child was born. A word was made flesh at a specific point in time, in a specific place. This doesn't come from inside of us. Some people reinterpret religion. Oh, well, it's what's inside of you. Where is God? Oh, well, He's inside of you. He's outside. He was born in Bethlehem. And he born in Bethlehem so that He could speak a message that would come into our ears. And yes, when we accept that, then He comes into us. But it's a message come from the outside. We don't invent our own morality. And from behind, a voice shall sound in your ears saying, this is the way, walk in it. We see the way. Because the Word who became flesh said, I am the way. This is the hope. This is the promise of Advent. This is the gift of Christmas. Our teacher has made himself visible. We know the bread we eat, the the bread that is promised to us is Jesus, the bread of life. And that, of course, refers to the Eucharist. It refers to Him giving us His flesh and blood 
which were nailed to the cross and shed for us, but it also refers to His Word giving us understanding and meaning and truth and guidance and light in our lives. This is what we pray and hope for in Advent. May we take hold of that truth and that meaning and live it faithfully in the Word made flesh. Amen. Jesus, you are the fulfillment of all the prophecies. You are the bread for which we long, the truth we seek, the meaning in life that we need, the conscience that must guide our actions. Your word informs our minds and we remember. Keep us in that way. Awaken by the message of your word our hearts to the sanctity of life. Awaken, Lord God, in the minds of those who would turn one way or the other towards the evil of abortion or who would turn away from speaking out against it and speak to them. Speak to them clearly. Do not let yourself be hidden from them because thanks to Christmas, the Word has become flesh. Our teacher has appeared. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless, answer, fulfill all our needs expressed in our prayers today. Bless our leaders, our church, our nation. Bless those who are ill, bring them healing. Bless those who need discernment to make decisions, bring them wisdom. Bless those who have lost people or things in their life, give them consolation. For all those celebrating victories, give them gratitude to you. Now, we pray in the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, the Mother of Advent, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. We should also mention, of course, the church honors today uh, St. Juan Diego. And uh, this, of course, is the saint to whom Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared. She is the patroness of the unborn because in her image we see Jesus in the womb of Mary. We see Mary praying to him in her own body. We'll be discussing this more on the upcoming Feast of our Lady of Guadalupe in just a few days, but it is St. Juan Diego uh, also today, and we, we remember him and we, we pray to him too for the unborn. We pray to him too that just as that tilma was given to him, Our Lady's image, on the tilma that he was wearing, the work apron, and that image saved lives. That image converted uh, the Aztec people from, from human sacrifice to the, to the worship of the God of life. So we Pray to St. Juan Diego today that this ongoing human sacrifice in the 
abortion facilities will end this ongoing killing of babies by the enlightenment of our consciences through our teacher becoming flesh. You know, the teacher became visible when the word became flesh. The teacher also became visible when that image was put on the tilma of one Diego. We pray that seeing that, many people will continue to turn away from human sacrifice and from the violence of Thanks so much for being with me for these reflections. Have a great day. We will talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priest for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.